Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, You know, we took a heck of a hit when we got knocked off of YouTube. And uh, anything you can do to help us out of the generosity of your hearts, appreciated. We have a Patreon account. All you got to do is just keyword search it. And we do appreciate any support you can give us. We have a really good show for you today. I have economic expert on Bob Kudla. And Bob is going to talk about the state of the economy. And he gives the good silver lining approach, which we really need. We need to have a balanced approach. And Bob really provides that. But he also provides something else, too. He provides second income opportunities. He trains people how to do what he does in the market. You know what that means? <laughs> that means he's winning 65 66% of his trades at an 80% win ratio. You're saying that's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And we're going to talk about the economy and that opportunity because people are seeking out second jobs. You need to look at this before you take a second job. This will make you a lot more money. Hey, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. And we're coming to you from the Noble Gold Studios, and we absolutely love our Noble Gold. I've been a customer for five years, an advertiser for six, and the banks are looking at bail-ins, according to Lynette Zhang. She's a great economic expert, and she says, they're coming. They're coming. So you know what? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, we got an echo chamber here, and here's the echo I want you to hear. Get your money and your retirement the hell out of the bank while you still can Now, you need to leave operating capital in, but you do not want to leave in more than you can afford to lose because the dollar is failing and the price of gold is showing us this. Noble Gold can rescue your your IRA, your 401k, your retirement in general. Now, what do you do? Well, you just call them, 877-646-5347, and say, Dave Hodd just told me to call you, and we're really glad to uh, have this opportunity to talk to you. Please help me, and they will help you. Uh, they also can save your passbook account. They can save whatever you have in savings and CDs and all this stuff. But you got to give them a chance, and I don't think you have a lot of time. When CBDC comes in, it's game over. So let's get outside the system while we still can. Disclaimer. Federal government wants me to tell you that anything you do like this could carry a small risk or a big risk. It depends on your view, and past performance can indicate future expectations of profit. We agree with that warning. However, it should be noted that the banks and Sam Bankman-Fried should be given the same warnings, right? Anyway, we're really glad to come to you with this. I can also send you a free information packet, DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com, or call 877-646-5347. And now on to Bob Kudla and the state of the economy from his perspective and what he can do to actually help you. It's going to be a great interview. I think you're going to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next time. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show, and welcome to our friends around the world. Thank you for being partners with us as well. And we welcome your participation, and we are growing internationally, and we're all partners in the same cause of freedom and the advancement of the human race. And and we want to be treated fairly, so we know that you come here to look for answers, and hopefully we have some of those answers for you here today as we're trying to free America one enslaved mind at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a special guest today. It's Bob Kudla from Trade Genius 
And we bring him on often to talk about geopolitics and focusing mostly on financial issues, uh, economic issues. And and, uh, and we look at our experts to not only just dissect what's going on, but to give you some alternatives to help you strategize. Because we live in unprecedented times right now. And it's going to require each and every one of us to make some adjustments in how we approach our finances. So hopefully you'll take that in this spirit. And that's not meant to be condescending because what's being done to the world's economy right now is really, I've never seen it in my lifetime. So let's let's buckle up, let's go for the ride, and let's learn as much as we can and then apply it. Bob, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. And it just seems like every time we get together, things get weirder and weirder across the international front. <laughs> That's too funny. And even weirder for today. You know, we're talking Monday morning here. And, and I've seen on Twitter, people have been trading for 40 or 50 years saying this is the weirdest open they saw. I have people in my room saying, how can the FANG dead, which are the MAG-7, be down but the but the index up? So just all kind of bizarre things happening, micro and macro. And I was joking with you before the show started. I said we should theme this show. They say peace and safety, but sudden destruction comes. And it's more like systematic destruction. If you've, if you've been noticing here, really since 2020, uh, there was no reason they had to pump the amount of, of fiat into the system that they did. And I'm not going to get into the whys and wherefores of COVID, but it was a tremendous opportunity for them to try to uh, create an inflationary environment. And make no mistake, they wanted the inflation because they wanted to bump everybody's tax uh, calculations up so they could grab more money out of the system. If you if you move people's asset values up, you know you raise their mark to market, and when you sell, you know you're selling in in inflated terms, and the government takes more of your of your money. And so we've, they've gotten that now down and, and, you know, contrary to what they tell you that they want to get inflation done, they don't, they're going to be happy with three and a half percent inflation. They're doing the math. They're trying to get themselves through the baby boom bubble, you know, and, uh, but it's really causing systematic destruction of, of basically middle classes around the world. But in the United States, we know what we've been dealing with on inflation, but now we're watching it. We're seeing some really interesting things happen where people would normally go to protect themselves is now starting to be systematically destroyed. We had oil going up, oil been, got blown up, natural gas has gotten blown up, and gold has gotten blown up. Every time they've hit areas where you get a lot of volume in for people to protect themselves, the money changers come in and they 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 sell as many contracts as they possibly can to blow up the asset values. And last night, you know, Bitcoin's been on a run. They just kind of blew Bitcoin up here too with a with, with big long liquidations. This is to me is a foretelling event because the stock market is going to be the next thing on the block because at the end of the day, Dave, the only thing they need to protect and they want to protect is the bond market to keep the government funded. Okay, they want to funnel everybody in into the bond markets so that the government can keep overspending and for, you know, basically the, the, the people in charge to maintain their power. So that's what we're seeing. It's, it's, it's systematic. And uh, when we talk later in the show, I'll explain the mechanism that's going to flip the switch on the market from going up to going down for, for, you know, 90 to 120 days. I'll shut up now. Let's ask some questions. <laughs> you, you raised a lot of really good points. One thing I want to address, though, and I know that you're quoting the government statistic on inflation, but we know they, and I'm just saying this for the audience that may not know, they don't count the price of gas or the price of food like you don't have to eat or drive to work, which is ridiculous. And Biden's attacking the American economy on an energy basis. So therefore, the inflation is going to be the highest in areas related to that, like with product shipping, driving retail costs up and so forth, labor costs up. And so the inflation is a lot higher. Uh, Bob, I, I, I have economists that are telling me that they think they I hear numbers 12 percent to 16 percent, depending on the area, particularly when you're looking at food, uh, certain kinds of food. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, there's, look, at, there's a difference between inflation and cost of living. OK, okay. the inflation okay. rate is kind of a is kind of a it's a made up number. 
But the cost of living for sure double digit, Dave. Um, look, I just got my homeowner association notification 10%. I just got my health care notification up 11%. You know, um, you can't go out. You can't go out to eat anywhere and spend less than a hundred dollars. So, you know, they they either it, the cost of living's too high or people are keeping the price up. I I I kind of related to like a zip tie, you know, like a zip tie or a ratchet. Right, it goes up, but you never get the relief if there's any kind of relief on the. Look, I didn't get a notification from Southern California Gas that my gas prices are going down because natural gas is at its lowest level ever from a production standpoint. Instead, what they're doing, they're taking the natural gas and they're liquefying it and they're sending it over to Europe and into Asia. But we keep our price of natural gas stays high. So those are the kind of games that are being played here right now. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and I look, I pay all the bills for the family. So, you know, I, I see everything, you know, auto insurance is up double digit. You know, uh, you just you name it. And, and I help my daughter, who's now out on her own on the business side, you know, um, you know, maintain her budgets. And it's the same thing. I mean, they're young kids. They used to go out four to five times a week, you know, and uh, uh, they don't eat expensive food, but they, you know, they they go to their normal joints. Well, now they're eating in. Three girls got together. Now they're eating in four to five times a week because they got to make their budgets. And uh, it's kind of good for the kids to see that because I, I don't think uh, they have the same love for the government that youth of our past have. You know, I think they see it now as a major impediment to their lifestyles. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, and I don't want to be cynical, but I'm going to try to be realistic. When I take a look, a holistic view of this administration running our country and the failure of Congress to keep them in check in ways that they could, I see a total disregard for the welfare of the American people. It's almost like, you know, we see America first as as a political theme with Trump. I look at this administration as Americans last. I mean, we don't get the free health care that illegal aliens get. Uh, we, we don't get uh, uh, free laptops and cell phones and transportation to the cities of our choice and subsidized housing. We don't get that. Uh, and, and, and I'm not just making it about immigration. It's everything. I think the people need to realize, Bob, they don't care about us. And people need to be their own steward and look at government as a competitive adversary. Oh, for sure. It's government first. That's 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 the that's the theme in the model. They're going to protect themselves. They're they're building the fort. You know, they have the fence up around the, the Capitol building as a metaphor. They're protecting they're protecting themselves from, from the people. That's a great comment. You're exactly right. That says it all. And and uh, and then we look at as an unrelated issue to our economic discussion. But you look at now the J six tapes are out confirming that the government engaged in a witch hunt and then they provoked a lot of what happened and we got the video proof we don't have to surmise or speculate we have proof and so they have become our competitive adversary and i don't think every administration is going to be this way but this one is and they are determined to um to to get us off fossil fuels no matter what it does to the to the economy or our standard of living so yeah and i and i think that's going to be their achilles heel actually because you know, it's when things are theoretical for people, you can kind of push them along. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but when things get actually real for people, then they start digging their, their heels in. And if you notice, um, EV sales are, are collapsing. People aren't buying EVs. So hybrids are going to win. Toyota is going to win. You know, if you want to pair trade, short Ford and buy Toyota and hold it for the next 10 years. Toyota has it right. They, 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 they kind of limped in to the EV market, only doing what they absolutely have to, to, to uh, satisfy government requirements. They're definitely, they're definitely on the hydrogen, ammonia, uh, hybrid front. Uh, EVs are impractical for 80% of the population that doesn't own a home because where the hell are you going to charge your, your uh, thing? You're going to stick your car out overnight somewhere. You're going to get stuck somewhere, you know? So, it's just a microcosm in my eye. And look, look my family's biggest position is ExxonMobil. And uh, these guys are the smartest guys in the world in terms of oil. And and they basically went in front of Congress and said, next 50 years, we're going to be having the same conversation. Fossil fuels are going nowhere. They simply cannot replace it unless you want to put the country into the Stone Age. And I disagree with people saying that's what they want to do. 
but because, you know, the French aristocracy didn't see it coming either. And I think there's smart enough people knowing that you can't create an untenable situation because you just don't know how the riots are going to turn out. And, and the United States is a different animal than most places because we're so spread out that, that uh, I think, you know, we could be very ungovernable in that environment. And I think the elites on the coast kind of like the power that they have. And, and I think they don't want to tip it over. And, 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 that, and that's already beginning. Yeah, I think you're making a valid point. There are two communities in the UK right now, and they're beta testing uh, 15-minute cities and the smart city concepts and control of people's use of automobiles, where you have to register them with city council. They only give you so many miles to drive. There are six districts. It sounds like Hunger Games. There's six, six districts set up in each town. One of them is Oxford. The other escapes my memory. But you have to have a special pass to leave your 15-minute area. This is ongoing right now. And i got to tell you, I, I don't see America complying with this for two seconds. Do you? No, not at all. Look, we're genetically inclined to not obey. <laughs> That's true. And, and this administration doesn't seem to get it. I don't care how bankrupt they make us. I don't see America capitulating to this totalitarianism that we're seeing around the world. Yeah, you can't import people. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know ladies and gentlemen Right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. People from around the world for the last 200 years that had enough guts to get up and go. Even the people today coming across the border, they're giving up everything with the hope of something. And and so, you know, that's 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 
genetic. That's a type T personality. I agree. And type T personalities tend to be more violent. If you, if, you know, because people say, oh, America is a violent country. Well, guess what? You, all the malcontents from around the world came here. So, um, you know, so, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of that way. And, uh, and look, you know, the only reason why they're doing half this crap is because they have to keep the African-American community agitated and so that they continue to vote Democrat. If they lose the African-American community and they knew they were losing it with Trump, then then the Democrats are out of power forever. But if you can keep those folks agitated, you know, and, and hating the right, then, then then they have a shot in these certain states. And that's why they keep doing these crazy things in these areas and allowing certain behaviors to, to, you know, to persist because they want these people to constantly upset. And when they're upset, you can kind of guide them to how you want them to, to vote. And so it's all about the next election. And, and that's how these people don't think beyond elections. That's true. You're, you're right. It's kind of like a business looks at the next quarter. Politicians look at the next election. But one of the things I see in the black community is that the people in our age group, you know, middle age and above, they're beginning to get it. They understand that they've been betrayed and they're in the same boat as everybody else. And they need to lock arms with all kinds of people to say, hey, we need to improve what we're doing. It's the young black kids that concern me. They're buying into the rhetoric that white people are your enemy. You've been oppressed for so long. It'll always be that way unless you stand up and do extreme things. And I do see some of that in the in the, the younger kids but the older people, the older black people, are not buying it any longer. And Hispanics have already jumped ship on the Democratic Party. Yeah, I mean, I see it here in California. Uh, you know, we have actually a large Hispanic community, very isolated uh, concentration of African-Americans, you know, basically in L.A. and in uh, in Oakland area. But, it, it, you know, a lot of people here that own businesses now are, are Hispanic. You know, all the construction companies right. now – they're rolling from white people retiring to Hispanic people owning the businesses. And, mm-hmm. and one of the guys has said to me, we we're joking around. He goes, we're too busy working to get involved in this crap. And so, oh so yeah, so they're the next, they're, you know, they're, they're going to split just like everybody else splits. They're not going to, they're going to be a plurality. They're not going to be like the African-American community where they, you know, they're 80, 20, they're, they're going to, they're going to split right along normal lines here. And, uh, and, but they don't like the woke stuff. They don't like the anti-God stuff. You know, these, you know, they're, you know, very paternal or paternal um, ethnic group, you know, um, father first, family first kind of environment. So they don't understand all the woke stuff. It just, it, you know, it's cringeworthy for them. Yeah. Don't tell an Hispanic family that practices the Catholic religion that the father is not the head of the household and that his authority supersedes that of the school board. Uh, yeah. Don't don't tell them that because I'm telling you they ain't going to buy it, and I'm glad they won't buy it. Thank goodness for people that will stand up and be the man of their family. But um, I wanted to ask you about Trade Genius. Is this in your business approach with Trade Genius? Are you having to take a defensive posture with all the negative things going on with the economy? How how are you approaching this? Yeah. So um, what's really happening now, and and I'll get to the point where I was saying we're going to the, the switchover is going to come mid January. So the market has changed, Dave, in the last, I don't know, year and a half, where most of the action now is in derivatives and what they call options. And so you you get fundamentals and technicals don't matter as much as what they call flows. Uh, you know, when and, and, and bear with me, I'll try to explain to people how it works. So, okay. you know, in an option market, if if I want to bet on the market going higher. There's there's two ways they can do it in the option market. I can buy a call or I could sell a put. And and when you do that, the dealers or the market makers have to take the other side of the bet. Okay, that's their job. But they don't want to have directional um, uh, potential for loss. So what they do is they immediately hedge it with a futures contract. Well, that creates a skew, which means a, a bias. And so if, if you start getting option flows that are bullish, the dealers actually amplify that. And so going into this year end, so in, in September, we're telling people the flow is, is going to be, we're going to have a scary Halloween. And we did October, September were, were abysmal. I said, you're going to be, you're going to be a happy Thanksgiving and it's been happy. 
And now we've been kind of flattish. And Santa Claus now is being reported from the North Pole. Santa's going to come to town and he's going to stay actually through the Russian Christmas in the middle of January. And and because the flow's going into the end of the year, we have a CPI report this week. We have um, a Fed meeting this week. Once we get through this week, between you know the 15th of December and the 10th of January is likely to be very bullish for the stock market because all this mo- all this momentum from this hedging happens. See, what happens is is that when options go closer and closer to the end, they lose value for people who own them, and so the people that are hedging them, uh, they can take off their hedges. And if you have a skew that's positive, means it just automatically pushes the market higher. So no matter what's happening, unless you have a black flag event or a whatever you call it, a black black swan or whatever, the market, the bias of the market is going to be up. And we're talking trillions of dollars up for the next four to six weeks after this week. So you're going to have to stay long the market. But when that ends in January and then the flows reverse again, and then everybody resets their thinking around the economic environment for 2024, which is decidedly mixed for an election year. So we're going to go from this really big potential blow off in stocks for it to drop, um, you know, pretty decently. You know, you, you can get a probably a 10 to 20 percent correction between January and, and the end of March into April, which is seasonally a weak time for the market until it goes back up in the spring. So. Our view is is that we're going to see um, we're going to see the move move market go higher early year. We're going to see it drop pretty hard. Um, they're not going to fix inflation. So going into next year, you'll probably see oil go up again. You'll probably see the bond yields kind of glide up again, which will put more pressure on the market. And then here's the thing that really blows me away, Dave. We have data that says that 27 percent of all public companies in the United States do not earn enough cash to pay their interest payment on the debt they have. That's true, yeah. I've seen that. And that, there's only a few ways to solve that problem. You know, you can create more equity, which drives the price of stocks down. You can cut your business, or you can go, you can go out of business. And so there's going to be a lot of pressure on the markets going January to April. So we have access to all those flows, Dave. Our algorithms could see the price action. So you don't have to get on the wrong side of the train tracks here. You know, people have been wanting to short the market. We're like, man, just be patient. And that trade has been working out. So, so we, we're doing, we're doing very well in that environment. Uh, and we, we think inflation is going to pick up and people that are worried about, when I talk about systematic destruction, you know, they've been blowing up the commodities. Well, they're going to get their day in court again. When, when we start going back in that January to March environment again, the government is going to be forced to because Janet Yellen is selling so much debt that the Federal Reserve is going to have to come in at some point in the middle of of um, 2024. And they're going to create that QE environment that's just going to rocket Bitcoin. Can, can you can you talk about what you mean by QE? Yeah, quantitative easing. So right now, the Federal Reserve has been selling. Hold on a second. My alerts go off and then you can't hear me. Um, the, the federal government has been selling off their the assets that they own on their books from 2020. Slow bleed off. Janet Yellen has been selling bonds, but she's been selling T-bills, Dave, which means they're a short end. And, and banks can use those as collateral. So they can buy the T-bill and still speculate. Well, she's going to have to switch her mix, if you will, of the bonds that she offers. But... What happens is there's there's less than a trillion dollars of slush fund at the banks they got from all this, um, you know, COVID crap. And when that goes away, either yields and bonds are going to go through the roof, which you're not going to let happen, or the Federal Reserve is going to come in and buy the bond directly. When they buy the bonds, it creates inflation again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so this this dip we're seeing in the, what they, what they call it inflation going down, it's a temporary event. And so you're going to start seeing it start gliding back up again, you know, February, March, April. And then we're going to have a persistently higher cost of living because the government has to keep is going to keep spending what they're spending. Look, they're creating five percent inflation across the board every year for, for with money supply. That's minimum. And the Federal Reserve is going to come in and they're going to buy that debt. And they're going to we're going to anchor on that CPI number of five percent. So this two percent number is a joke. 
and, and the government's not going to be spending less money as a percentage of its income in the next 10 years. So get ready for higher inflation. So the only way you protect yourself is those commodities are going to have to skyrocket. And eventually, obviously, they're going to have to yield curve control, which means they're going to have to force the interest rates down enough. So this dip we're having in housing may last a couple more years. But, you know, people are going to be buying anything they can that's real because they're not going to want to own the fiat because the fiat's going to become too plentiful. Okay. And that's just going to drive the cost up. And that's when how you, you say, can- Bob, let me stop because you're going to, we might lose somebody here. Uh, when you say own the fiat, what do you mean? Uh, well, fiat's the dollars. Right. So uh, they're going to create so many dollars that you're not going to want them because they're too plentiful. So you're going to keep wanting to trade them for something real. So what's, what's the most real assets out there, right? You know, it's, it's, you want to own energy in the ground. You want to own gold. You want to own silver. You want to own Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You want to own things that that hurt when you drop it, and and it's going to become a bit of a hot potato. People are going to, and that's just going to lift those asset prices up, and it's going to destroy companies that can't afford to be in business because remember the consumer is not going to get a five percent pay raise every year. And so you're going to get basically a bifurcation, and it's going to be the 70s all over again. Well, I think it's even worse than the 70s because of the wealth redistribution that's going on. It's phenomenal what's happening. I saw a statistic yesterday in what I thought was a well-conducted study. It said, unless you're making the upper 20%, you're already taking major hits to your standard of living. And even the top 20% are having trouble. The only ones that are still making money are the top 1%. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I consider myself in the top five percent, and you know we're we're watching our pennies. You know, yeah. remember our taxes. You know, we, we we the tax rate increases incredibly. So if you, you know, you you make twenty thousand dollars more, and you're in a higher tax bracket, they take half of it in California. So you know, you're 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 on a hamster wheel. You know, and so uh, yeah, and look, everything's going up too. So it, it's an issue, but but. The way I look at my life is that I have to outrun these things, and and there are trades out there that absolutely work. So uh, that will beat inflation because look, the rich want to get richer, and they can't hide their trades. Okay, so so all we do is we we see them, find them, and trade them, and that's how we keep people ahead of the game. Yeah, well, yeah. Along those lines, talk about your algorithm and how that works. Tell the public about how you can actually plot what's going to happen and then take advantage of it by buying low and selling high. Yeah, so we have an algorithm that looks at ranges, number one. We have an algorithm that looks at direction, number two. We have an algorithm that looks at momentum, number three. And those get combined into uh, into uh, two indicators, which you know we present to our clients, and you can put alerts on them. And so, you know, we can see direction, momentum, and range. And if you're at the bottom of the range and you get a direction and you get a momentum signal, it's a high probability of success for a trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can set alerts for it. And then I put out trades every day, too, so people can see how it works. And also, if you're lazy, you can just take my trades. But um, <laughs> and, 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 and the trades work. You know, we you know, our, our hit rate is 66% win rate. We have what's called a positive edge. That's what they call it, where you win more money when you win than you lose when you lose on the trade. So we have a positive bias on our trades on top of having a positive hit rate on our trades. And so, you know, we just grind ourselves up, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month. And well, so if you're uh, 66 percent, Bob, that means you're winning two out of three trades. Yeah, and but more important than winning two out of three trades is when we win, we we're winning on a bias of like one and a half percent net. So you know, if you take in our trades every three days, so you take that number and you're like, okay, you're, well, I'll tell you exactly what it is right now. Give me one second. I'll look. As of this morning, the bias is sixty six point one three percent, and the annualized gain is eighty point seven five percent if you're fully invested. Wow. Okay. So people are getting eighty percent. Is that is that return on investment? Eighty percent. Well, yeah. If if you if you were one hundred percent invested in the trades, equally weighted, that's that's what you would be. So, um, you know, I just tell people, you you know, you you take that number and you can 
divide it by half, okay, and you're playing pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the thing I hear, uh, in my my wife had this financial planner for a long time, and he he used to be ecstatic if we got six to eight percent return. Yeah, well, you need to get a new financial advisor because you could have just done, <laughs> you could have just done nothing and made eleven. But is, isn't that typical though? Uh, no, uh, typical actually. Um, well, he that's super conservative. He probably had he probably was in a sixty forty uh, kind of a thing where you're forty percent bond, sixty percent cash. I mean, equities themselves average about eleven percent a year forever. So. And it's really odd because this year, you know, they're showing the market being up 20%, but that's only if you were in the top seven stocks. Most people that are professionally managed, and I know that because my my brother-in-law and sister are professionally managed, they're not getting that kind of return just because they don't own all those just seven stocks. You know, they own a, a, a basket of, of stocks and, and dividend-paying stocks and things like that. And so, the, you know, the equal weighted market is flat for the year. Okay, so, you know, so you have to be an active investor to uh, active investor or you lucked out and you just bought the top seven stocks, you know, which is kind of scary in itself because, you know, that thing could crash at any moment. So, but that's how we do it, you know, and just to be clear with people, too, I'm not promising anybody the moon. This is a systematic approach. It's been working for years and you don't have to take my trades. You can just set up your watch list, set up the alerts. We teach you how to do it and trade the stuff that you like. And so, and we also give people, look, there's some great uh, dividend paying stocks out there. We, we put somebody in one called a Dorian LPG at $18. Okay. It paid a dollar dividend a quarter. Okay. At 18, well, we sold it at $38. So even some of these dividend paying stocks can really, really rip depending on market environment. Oh, wow. And so we, we look for those kind of things for people where, you know, you can you can get some what's called lower volatility and, and higher payouts. Um, what I'm starting to see also, too, and I want to bring this, I want to bring in two things, second jobs, three things, bank failures and parallel economy. And let's start with parallel economy. There's a group out there that I've researched now, and I've, I've actually signed up my business for them. Um, it's It's called Public Square. And they have attracted 70,000 businesses that are not going to do ESG, they're anti-woke, and they have to pledge to these things and traditional American values. And it's an online marketplace, and it's free membership. There's a small transaction fee when you two parties uh, conduct business with each other. And that's a reasonable fee. Uh, and I looked at this, and I said, man, this is incredible. Do you think, from what you're seeing, that the 70,000 businesses are going to grow. And here's why I asked that. Target was the victim of a boycott that wasn't even organized. Disney's been the victim of a boycott that's not organized. And Bud Light's been the victim of a boycott that's not organized. People don't want the woke. And it's like without even planning, the bottom's falling out of these companies. So what do you think about the viability of a parallel economy as far as investing? And by the way, Public Square is now on the stock market. You know, my view is and always been is that we've had peak centralization. So, um, you know, authority is, 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 you know, I say breaking down because people aren't trusting the institutions anymore. That's true. When that happens, people start to collapse in on their own tribes, if you will. And when I mean tribes, I'm not talking ethnic tribes. I'm talking, you know, uh, people that view the world the same way. Like you and I are talking, people that are going to join my service are like minded to you and I. Okay. True. Right. You know, there's no woke liberals going to say, Oh, I got to get Bob service. Right. You know, they hope I go, they hope I go out of business. So, so what happens is you get these self selections and, and I think that's gaining ground is that you want to do business with people that you like, trust and see the world the same way. And, and as this centralization starts to collapse, you're going to start seeing more and more people going around people that they know they could trust you know, when, when the, when the hit hits the fan, right. And you're seeing it on a macro basis too. look, international trade is collapsing. Countries don't trust each other's balance of payments anymore. It's true. You you know, and so you're going to see more and more of that. That's why gold and Bitcoin are interesting assets because they, their trust, their trusted assets, not in just in and of themselves. They don't require somebody to pledge their value. Their value just is, 
You know, they know somebody tomorrow can't create another 21 million Bitcoin, can't create another 21 million ounces of gold in any reasonable period of time. And so, you know, the value of the exchange is, is relatively stable. And that's what people want. They want to know that if, if you're going to buy from me or I'm going to buy from you, that by the time the transaction happens is that uh, the value of my exchange didn't collapse and you're screwed and I win. You want it to be kind of neutral. Sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I definitely see that more and more and more. And with communication now being the way it is, it's just, I think it's going to heighten itself. You know, and what's really interesting is that because uh, people think, oh, this is going to end violently. It doesn't have to end violently. Uh, so in China, you can't be violent. You know, they'll, they'll kill you. So what happens is the opposite of love isn't hate, Dave. It's indifference. Yeah, I totally and, agree. And and that's what's that's what happened in China. People, they, they, they kids just locked. They're done. You know, and uh, United States is the same way. I look. I have a 22 year old daughter. You know, she's no conservative by any way, shape, or form. She's an entrepreneur. She has her own business. You know, uh, but she doesn't see the government as any help whatsoever. You know, and uh, but you know, she hates anything organized. She only trusts herself and her friends and her customers, kind of a thing. And I think you're going to see that more and more and more, especially when, especially when things really start to break down, when they can't control the inflation. We got a first whiff of it. This is nothing to compare to what's going to happen. And then you look what's happening in Argentina, what's happening in um, in uh, uh, what's going to do, uh, Netherlands, right? Um, Poland, you, you, Italy. You're starting to see this this this, this snapback from from. People tolerated the left because they were making money and they were living their life. And then the left just overplayed their hand like they always do. And it started to matter to people. And people say, you're gone. And I think that's what's going to happen. You know, United States, we got to get our, our elections squared away where they're, where people trust them more. And then I think the left loses power for a generation. Yeah, that's uh, – and it's uh, – I'll tell you what's happened. There's a real power play in elections to digress for a second – in Arizona, in my home state, Cochise County, which is right on the border, uh, they have three boards of supervisors, and they are required by state law to do machine balloting. But they wanted to come back, and they wanted to do a hand count verification. There's nothing prohibiting that in statute. Yet, two of the board, two of the commissioners in Cochise County are now indicted by a Democratic attorney general that won her election under very suspicious circumstances, and now there is a recall effort towards the attorney general. It's a mess. And I'm highlighting this to illustrate what you're talking about. People don't trust elections. And if they weren't corrupt, why do people care about verifications? That, that's See, my, my opinion is if your government's not corrupt, then why are they acting like they are? And they, they, go, out, they go out. Okay, here's another thing. The fake elector schemes. Bob, that's such a fallacy because... You have Democratic electors and you have Republican electors and you have them pre-selected. So whoever wins the popular vote in that state, those electors get to cast those electoral votes. Well, now they're trying to criminalize the fact that the the losing party had electors waiting and they're calling them fake electors and trying to prosecute on this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. Democrats are always pushing a narrative. Philadelphia is having the same issue with with people getting arrested now, too, and, and Atlanta as well. So... I think all this stuff comes out in the wash, you know, but, hey, but Dave, Hey, I want this really quick too, for people, cause it's your benefit too, is that if you want to trade with us, just, you know, um, Dave loves trading is the site you can go. And I gave really yeah. good discounts for Christmas. So you guys, uh, you know, come check it out. If you want to trade with us, uh, a lot of your customers have been with us over the years. Uh, I sent you some attaboys. If you want to throw them up on the site sometime. Absolutely. Um, you know, we definitely help people out and, and, um, I want to support Dave's show. So, um, you know, anything that comes my way, you know, Dave benefits from it. So you can show your support. And also I could teach you how to make more money at the same time. Well, yeah, we get a lot of attaboys from people who try Trade Genius and they get into it because you do kind of an A to Z and it's simple. Here's how we do what we do. And then you have a training period. So when people come in and they pay the membership fee, which is not very high at all, um, how long does it typically take your average person uh, to start uh, making money and, and, and putting money away as a second job? Yeah, well, I mean, I do trades every day, so they can immediately take advantage of, of the trades. But I would say that 
for you to kind of get used to everything, you know, three to four months, uh, you're going to be in really good shape in terms of understanding the vernacular, how we do things, how we trade. Look, I have chat rooms, so you can ask me questions all day long. You can ask me about stocks. You can ask me about anything, really. And uh, so I'm in the rooms when I'm not doing, like, interviews with you or taking a break and stuff like that. So anybody asks me a question, I answer. And I have partners, too. So crypto, we're experts in cryptocurrency. We're experts in stock market. Um, we trade a lot of options and futures. So depending on what what uh, service you buy, you can get you can get into different rooms. And we have a room where actually, like you and I are talking, we have a room called the VIP room where you can actually come in. And, act. and what you pay for a year for that, some people pay for a day for access to somebody to 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 talk about their trades. So we we definitely price this thing, you know, uh, I say nominally. And I've been doing this for almost 10 years now. Trade Genius has been out since 2015. So um, we wouldn't be around very long if we didn't take care of our customers. That's true. Um, the concept of second jobs has really come up in our economy. And we have a record number of people holding second jobs, in some cases, second full-time jobs. And I don't think the average person wants to work 80 hours. What differentiates someone who comes to Trade Genius who's looking at this as a second job opportunity they need to keep up with inflation um, from people who go out and say, get a second job at Walmart? Well, we'll, we'll, you'll get paid a higher hourly wage than you will at Walmart with us, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, You know, look, if you make $100 a day in the market, you're making $20,000 a year. Okay. Okay. And, you know, most of the trades happen within the first two, two and a half hours of the trading day. So, you know, if, you know, you can, you can do very well over time by just trading the first two and a half hours of the day. And I'm not talking about even day trading. I'm talking about just setting your trades up for the day, setting your stop, setting your target and walking away. Okay. So, uh, you know, you don't have to be there all, all day, every day. So that's number one. So even if you wanted to take a second job, you could, if you give yourself the first two hours of the trading day for trading. Okay. And I have a lot of people, I I would say 60% of my customers actually work regular jobs. You know, we send notifications out on Discord right to your phone. So you could be working and you get a ding from us. Hey, Bob, put a trade on, you know, you could pop in the room, ask a question from your PC at work, go back to work. You know, so, you know, people, technology allows you to multitask now. And uh, and when I left my corporate job, I, um, I had before Trade Genius, it was called Bob Loves Trading. I just threw a little private room together. I had a corporate job. I was an executive and uh, I decided to quit at 46. My wife said, look, you know, this is your your window to try something new. And if it doesn't work, you can always go back and get a job because you still have skills and connections. So I did that. I actually started off in the solar business, but that only took a couple hours a day because it was, you know, visiting clients in the afternoon and evening. So in the morning, I just started trading, and I've been investing my whole life. And so I started to be more active trading, if you will, 2006. 2008, the market went haywire. I was on the right side of the haywire, and people said, oh, wow, how did you avoid all this? And then that was the genesis to eventually turn this into uh, into trade genius. So I did that second job thing. So I did my trading first thing in the morning. I'm lucky I'm in California, done by 8.30 in the morning. And then I can go out in solar jobs, you know. And then by 2015 came together, this turned into a full-time gig for me because I'm in the room managing business, managing people, doing interviews, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and then, you know, it turned into something where I'm making enough money trading and so on and so forth to do it full-time. I tell people it takes four years, just a standing start to being able to do this full-time. You want to do it part time, four to six months, you can be making enough money to, you know, pay the rent, pay the mortgage, pay a car, go on vacation, that kind of stuff, and you get ahead of inflation. Well, you mentioned twenty thousand. Is that kind of an aggregate average figure after three or four months? People could realistically look at, not guaranteeing it, but they they think that's within reach. It's hard to say. I don't know how much people start with. You know, that's true. Um, you know, it, that's why I would give the three to four year answer, but. You know, you, you know, you probably need, you know, if you're going to make a hundred dollars a day, you know, you're going to need at least $10,000 into your account, you know, and you, you, know, you just have to work that way. If you want to make $400 a day, you know, you're going to be working it up to about a hundred thousand dollars in your account. So it just takes a while. And by the way, $400 a day is a hundred thousand dollars a year. 
Okay, you know, uh, you know, two hundred fifty trading days. So you know, so it, that's how it works. And you always want to make sure you have enough cash in there. You want to make sure you have enough. You don't want to be fully invested all the time. But we walk through that stuff with people. We just say, look, just start trading, making money, and compounding it. And and that's how you get rich. You get rich slowly and methodically and systematically. And that's the best I could tell you. That's what we do. You know, I mean, I have people that have multi-million dollar portfolios. I have people starting with $5,000 or $100 if they're in crypto. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. So, yeah, so really it's all a matter about the percentage gain. You just want to keep grinding it, grinding it, grinding it, and you're going to do well over time. Yeah, well, what I'm hearing is no pie in the sky. And you get so much of that when you go to these social media sites and hear interviews like this. You get pie in the sky. And I'm not hearing pie in the sky. But what I am hearing for people that want to come in and actually apply themselves and follow a proven plan and go with the algorithm and then consult with you and your partner, they're going to make money. And they're going to make a lot more money than if they went and got a second job. That That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, unless your second job, the doctor and a lawyer, you know, but uh, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about with second job. Yeah, our algorithms work. And if you systematically apply them, you're going to make money. OK, now you mentioned that you have good specials through Christmas for people to say, hey, I really want to jump on board with this. I do need a second income. Um, is there a coupon code for them to take advantage of a certain amount of discount? No, they just go to your site, the landing page we created for you. We've already discounted that even beyond our normal bundles that we offer in general. Okay. So they do the best, best pricing. If, if they want to buy something that's outside of that, just call us, and then we'll apply the special to a, a bundle um, You know that they may select that is not on the landing page. But you always get the best price with us. So just go to uh, I think it's Dave Loves Trading. Yeah, DaveLovesTrading.com, uh, right. Yeah, and if you don't go there and you come to Trade Like a Genius directly, make sure you let Matt, our sales guy, know uh, or whoever else picks up the phone and said, I, I heard it from the Common Sense Show, so we can apply the right uh, discounts for you. Well, I, I have a question about trends because I know people are going to wonder this. You said the next five to six weeks the market's going to be up. That means it'll be pretty productive. What about in the downturn you spoke about with January to, say, mid to late March? Um, is it possible to make money during that time? How do you project that out? Yeah, look, that's a beautiful thing about trading is that there's always a bull market somewhere. So, you know, if there's if the market is if if the technology stocks are collapsing, you can buy SARK. You know, if the if the bond yields are collapsing, you can buy TLT. You know, if you know it so you know, there's always something you can buy in a down market. And there are always these inverse ETFs, which means they go up when the market goes down. So, you know, if you want to short oil, there's a short oil trade. If you want to short the NASDAQ, there's a short NASDAQ trade. So there's always something you can buy that'll go with the trend. And, you know, we you can apply the same algorithms to anything that's active in the stock market. So we just don't know what it is until it starts to happen. But as a general rule, from basically the January 15th, to probably March 20th is a week seasonally weak period for the market. Sure. And it'll probably be amplified this time because of what's happening with the bond markets. And this this we may have a blow off top in the market where it can go up another two, 300 points on the, on, on the S&P 500. And usually those things called Eiffel Tower back down, which means that for much as it went up, it'll probably give back 80% of those gains, if not more, in a very short period of time. You know, we've seen three months' worth of gains get wiped out in a week. So when these markets roll over, they roll over hard, Dave. And, uh, and you know, we'll see it because our momentum indicators will go negative. And uh, at yeah. the very worst, we'll be out of anything long. And then we'll start seeing momentum in the inverses, and we'll start, you know, nibbling at those. And you you can actually make more money in a down market in a short period of time um, if you catch it in your discipline. So we don't really care what the market does. The hardest market for us is when it does nothing, okay? Because then it just grinds people into into uh, anxiety. And I want to I want to hit this point because you went over it so quick. It's better almost to have a downtime for your algorithm because you find better deals in a downtime than you do in a average time. It's just more intense. So you can make more money in a shorter period of time in a down market. 
So the market may go up for three months, but it'll, it can retrace the whole thing in two weeks. That's what I mean by that. Okay. So, and, you know, and we can see it. So we know uh, it broke the range. It comes back in the range. Momentum turns negative. You, you take that, you take that short, if you will. You look on the opposite and you buy that ETF on the other side and you get these big moves, but you have to watch them very closely too. You know, um, the market doesn't like to go down. It always wants to go higher. So these are counter trend moves, but they're violent. And you, know, you have two choices. You can step aside and wait for it to subside, or you can jump in and take advantage of it. And people do both. Yeah, but you got to plan. See, what I like that you do, you have a centralized algorithm plan with consultation and training that precedes all that. And so you just don't say, hey, come sign up with me and you're going to make money. And, and, and I want and my objective here as a broadcaster is not only do I want people to know about the economic trends that you and I discussed, but I want them to have viable alternatives because they're going to need to expand their income opportunities. And I think this is a good way to do it. So, again, I have a site set up where I've coordinated with Bob Kudla. Um, it's called DaveLovesTrading.com. And they have great specials right now through the holidays. And this is a great time to get involved. Take advantage of this now while you can because, you know, who knows what's going to be happening in a year. But let me ask you one more question here before we stop. When you have this downtime, and I'm speaking typically over the years, and you have a downtime between January and April, um, how's your uh, win rate? Is it still hovering around 66? Is your rate of return around 80%, like you said? How much fluctuation do you get there typically across your group? Um, the, the win rate drops to around 63 64%. You know, cause, you know usually when the, when the market starts to invert like that, there's a couple of days of chop or trade that you put on just get stopped out right away, but the losses are minimal. Okay. So, but but we've had we we have now more information on the flows, so we're a lot more cautious now going into these ramp ups. So you know, so we think that we're gonna we're gonna bring our volatility of our win rates down very 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 low, because we now know from January to February the option flow reverses. So we're not going to be going crazy trying to buy long trades in the second week of January. We're, we'll, we'll step aside. And we did that this year, too. We we knew from September into the end of October, the week period of time, we were positioned for that. And we knew that the November trade to December trade was going to be a, an uprise. OK, you know, but there was a week in there where the, all the trades didn't work. So those things happen in transitions. And and then you um, you pick up the momentum and you go again. So, but but now we have a bigger sense. You know, this January thing is so huge, Dave, that you can you know you can see it from space from January to February. So you know you'd be a fool to be layering on a lot of long trades in the middle of January. You're going to be stepping aside, and I imagine a lot of smart money will too. And so you know you're probably looking at January 10th. You better be out of anything you're speculating in long. And just kind of waiting for that momentum to subside. So that's kind of how we're we're playing it right now. Okay. Well, that this and that makes perfect sense to me. I think it's a great opportunity for people. But not only that, I appreciate you coming on and kind of setting the uh, the the tone here for what's happening with the economy and and uh, people are going to need to be uh, flexible, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, there's a lot of second income opportunities people are going to need to do. You might want to look at this before you try something else. Dave yeah, and, Dave, if I, and if I could real quick, you know, all our trades are on our website, too. So it's not like I'm just talking to you. So every trade that we put out, we, we record where we bought them, where we told people to sell them, where they actually got sold. So, um, so you know, you can always look at that, too. So, you know, we're not making any of this stuff up. Yeah, I, but, well, yeah, you and I have uh, been interviewing together for years now, so I certainly know that's the case. But the numbers remain impressive, and... Uh, and I appreciate you making this opportunity available to my audience because I have a lot of people. I mean, I even have people sometimes write to me and say, well, you talk about second jobs, Dave, at record levels. What would you recommend I do? Uh, and I get those questions quite frequently. And I'm saying, well, first of all, if you have a passion, do what you love and you'll make money at it. But if you don't really have that passion and you're just looking and say, okay, what's the best opportunity? You might want to consider going to DaveLovesTrading.com. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. We always appreciate you having on. It's good to have an expert knows what they're talking about. 
No, thanks for having me. And if something pops up between now and the end of the year, I'll uh, I'll give you a holler if you wanna if you wanna throw it to your audience. That sounds great, Bob. Thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.